0: Glad to have you with us today. If you are at all familiar with what we've done at Bridge over the last number of years, uh, then then you know that today, this, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we like to use this time towards, uh, we, we call it just a Thanksgiving service. Uh, Thanksgiving service is an opportunity for us to um, give thanks to God for what he has done. Psalm 107 says, Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever, right? Right. And uh, you can start playing, by the way, guys. Um, So give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to look at ways that we can give thanks to the Lord. Okay, we're going to do it in a few different ways. We're going to worship him. We're going to stand. We're going to worship him. We're going to give thanks in our praise. Uh, The scriptures say that we should enter his courts with thanksgiving. We should enter God's gates and his courts with praise, which means our attitude coming into the place where we worship the Lord should be an attitude of gratitude. And we should be thankful in all circumstances and in different ways we can thank him today. So we're going to thank him first off through through music. We're going to have an opportunity for people to share What God has done in your life or around you in 2019 that you would like to publicly share. And we're going to have myself over here and Pastor Rob over here with a microphone. And you can come and you can give an actual testimony this morning. Let's never underestimate the significance of sharing something that God has done. It does not have to be. This incredible, everything is wonderful testimony. Sometimes the greatest testimonies can be, I'm still walking through something and God's been faithful. Amen. Like, that's really important for us to understand. There's no big or small thankfulness. Everything applies. So we want to be able to do that. We're going to give an opportunity a little bit later today um, in, during the service for water baptism. And if you're here today and you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you've never been water baptized, I'm going to take a few moments a little bit later and just briefly explain again how we see water baptism as the next step in taking uh Your journey of faith with Jesus, and you'll have an opportunity to do that with everything in the back. Um, In the second service, we have three people getting water baptized definitively, and then more. But this service, there's nobody scheduled, so you might be that person, or you might be those people that God has called you to do that today. We're also going to celebrate later on in the service with communion, where we're going to thank God not just for what he is doing in our lives, but for the sacrifice that he made by giving his son and dying on a cross. So we're going to do all those things today. So we're going to thank him in our worship. We're going to thank him in our testimony. We're going to thank him in our in our baptisms. We're going to thank him as we take the Lord's communion together, reminding each one of us of God's goodness. Amen? So would you stand with me as we get ready? We're going to open. We're going to praise God this morning. And would you just join me in prayer as we get started? Father, I want to say thank you for who you are. Can you join me, church, in just thanking God today for who he is? Just say thank you from your heart. Just say thank you for who he is. It doesn't mean that you have to be yelling and screaming thank you, but you can just let your heart be a heart of gratitude this morning to say, God, we know every good and perfect gift comes from you, the heavenly Father of lights. So, Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would just come this morning and through our word and our lives and our testimonies, you would be praised in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. share thanksgiving and praise to God with our voices by singing. We have an opportunity in a moment here to share testimonies of what God has done in us, around us, maybe what he's done, what he is doing, or what you know he's going to do. If you would take a moment and just be seated with us. Colossians 3, verse 17 says, whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him whatever you do in word or deed do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him sometimes we just associate that as things that we choose to do I'm choosing to do this so I'm going to give thanks to God it's a decision that I have made so I'm going to give thanks to God but really what it's saying is in every way In every area of our life, whatever it is we do or we go through, let's give thanks to God. Not just because he gives us good things, but that the greatest thing he can give us is his presence. The greatest thing he can give us is his peace that he's with us when things are wonderful. He's with us when things are hard. He promises to be with us when we struggle. He promises to be with us when we're joyful. He promises to be with us always. And that's what we want to give thanks for today. So we're going to give you an opportunity to share a little bit this morning and to give thanks to God. What has God done in you, around you? What has God done through you? We're going to ask if you'd be willing to come and share and just give um, a few moments to share at, the, at one of the microphones. And, and we're going to even make it as, as simple as we can for you to eliminate any barriers. So, so Pastor Rob is going to take a microphone and he's going to come over here and stand in the, in the front corner over here. And I'm going to stand over here so we're not on the stage. So you don't have to go on the stage. Okay, one obstacle down. Uh, the second thing that we're going to do is we're going to hold the microphone for you. We've had some people come up here and actually shake the microphone because they're so scared. We don't want you to be alarmed. We don't want you to be scared. The word of the Lord says in Revelation that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, which means when our testimonies are shared, it builds our faith and it builds the faith of those around us. So if you have something you would like to share publicly to give thanks to God, we ask you to come and share it this time. one's always the ho- Oh, good, good. Come on. Both of you guys, come up here. We can rock, pat, paper, scissors. Who goes first? Or we could just let the lady go first.
1: Come on. I'm sure a lot of you know that in the past three years, my family has been through uh, breast cancer, colon cancer, and a stroke. And this past Thanksgiving, it was so cool. We were all standing around. Each one of them got their uh, up-to-date re- um, test results cancer is gone, my mother is great and I just want to praise God, he's been through my, with my family all the time and he never ever fails
2: praise the Lord um, I want to thank God for this beautiful life I have a beautiful family um, I have no job for this year, I quit my job on January due to my visa issues. so uh, for six months I have uh, no job due to my visa status and after three months I don't find the t- proper job but today uh, last uh, two week couple of weeks before God gave me a good job and also I want to thank God for uh, in this year in my family I have no insurance uh, medical insurance but God gave me proper health through our family Thank. You. thanks Joyson
0: thank you Joyson who else? When you come up and share, tell everyone your first name and then share. Let's declare God's goodness. Who else? Oh, we have some. Go ahead, Lisa.
3: Yeah. So childlike faith. My uh, four-year-old Dawson has been asking a lot of questions um, from Kids Own and everybody. They're talking about Jesus and that he died on the cross and Christmas is coming. So she asked me the other day, she said, what does it mean when Jesus is unshakable? And I said, well... I said that he is solid. The ground is solid. I said, like, the road, the road that we walk on is solid, that there are no cracks in the road. And she said, like, he lays down in potholes? I was like, (laughs) kind of. But we were saying how the ground is just solid. it's, It's unshakable. Nothing can break it. And we were talking about how Jesus is the path and, you know, walking in the road. But childlike faith, I mean, they're just their hearts are so open to hearing the word of god and i just i just praise god
4: for that
5: church but um, God has been very good to me and my family Uh, a couple of years ago I was diagnosed with cancer Um, for the grace of God I'm cancer free and I thank God every day Uh, I thank my family for their support my daughters, my wife so just want to thank God for everything he's done for me, my wife, my daughters and my life Thank thank you
1: in my eyes and thinking about them when i was what is the most i am thankful this year
0: perla what's your name
1: perla okay Okay. (laughs) and i was thinking i am thankful without my church but this year i am thankful for familia reveron because god bring you to my small tiny uh, bilingual spanish group and for my my spanish group as well
0: Amen. amen you don't have to wait till someone else is done. You can stand in line or sit in the seats here. That's okay. Take a deli counter number. We're good.
6: Hi, I'm Brenda. Um, my dad died about t- a little over 20 years ago. And those of you who have lost a parent, you kind of know with time, you lose memories. You know, you kind of wonder. Um, and I have just had a burning desire to, <coughs> excuse me, um, for his family he wasn't very close with um, so I happened to I had known one of his brothers and I had sent letters and they came back so I thought maybe they moved so one day I happened to look him up and I found his obituary he had just died the day before so I was able to go to his funeral and reconnect with family I never even knew um, and what i thought when i found out he died i thought there goes the rest of the memories but i found cousins i didn't know that had lived with my dad and they had wonderful memories so god just gave me such a gift
0: who else don't be shy everybody's thankful for something what can you share Come on. Don't be shy. Come on up, Pat.
5: I just want to thank God. I have been suffering with migraines for 50 years and allergies and I was sick this past week and I'm chemically sensitive I have chronic fatigue and that's why I come late at church sometimes and I leave early and I still battle it and um, but God is so wonderful I am so in love with him I'm more in love with him today than I was yesterday and I he's so faithful and Talk about unshakable faith! I get stronger, and there's nothing that Satan can do, and he's just wonderful. And I just can't tell you how how in love I am with him. And even though I get sick, I praise God through it, and uh, it's wonderful.
7: everybody I'm Jeff um, about a year ago uh, pastor Rob had me uh, encouraging me to be baptized and that was a pretty powerful moment in my life um, up until that moment um, I had gone through a career change and things were going to coming along but um, I, and I had prayed for that career change and God gave me that career change and blessed me tremendously but after I was baptized all of a sudden like life exploded business wise life exploded got a lot better a lot of people were brought into my life that had never been there before and I've been blessed to um, have a, a great family that's very supportive of me through rough times and in great times and uh, um, this church is a big part of it and and God is. God is definitely great. So if you haven't been baptized, I would highly encourage you to be baptized. Um, it is a blessing and uh, changed my life tremendously. So um, I'm grateful to God and grateful to all of you for being in my life. And thanks for, for saying just do it, Rob. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. It.
0: And you may or may not see Jeff's uh, baptism as a promo shot for our baptism promotions in the future because it's a picture that's worth seeing. It's awesome. Who else? Come on up, Marlene.
3: Good morning. My name is Marlene Cooper. I know some of the people here. Anyway, I came to the United States 35 years ago, Thanksgiving Day. So I'm still here and I praise the Lord for that and I'm um, and I have been blessed my sister came to visit me and spent Thanksgiving with me this year so I just praise the Lord for that and many other things
0: Amen
8: Heather,
9: I'm just really thankful that I have a family that supports me to be able to change my type of school with the health that I'm going through right now. It just really means a lot that I'm able to be homeschooled now and just relieve a lot of stress that I have with school and just be able to know that I'm going to be able
10: to graduate even <laughs> with everything that's going on. And I'm just really thankful for that. <laughs>
11: Chuck and uh, January uh, last year or the business year here I have been in the hospital I had a lot of problems and uh, I know I know God's always been with me and this is don't be too bad no. but uh, I know he'll be taking a ride with me on Tuesday and uh, I'm going to have a cancer biopsy done so but I know he's got my back and uh, we love him.
0: That's Chuck's son, by the way, if you didn't know that. He wasn't just calling Matt out.
12: <laughs> Hi, my name is Anthony. Um, I'm thankful for being able to overcome my fears. So in the last uh, about three years or so, I got trapped into you know a state of fear, which then evolved into uh, paranoia. Uh, About a year, and three months ago, God revealed himself to me, um, and he started working with me and, and basically teaching me and training me how to overcome my fears, which now, today, currently at work, I'm actually teaching what God taught me how to overcome fears which the first piece of it was is actually focusing in the present time. So um, I'm just really thankful for that. And then it actually helped out to where now I'm able to identify other fears, which I got my sister to come here today for the for the second time. So it's it's amazing. So I'm very thankful for everything. It's a great life.
13: Hi, I'm Sam. So a few months ago, we did Mission Lansdale here at the church. Uh, I did the first week, and in that week, the second day, we uh, did a car wash, and we did uh, i forget what else we did. Uh, People went to the Sunoco stations, and I was the one who went to the... I was one of them who went to the car wash, and we kind of got all sorts of people that came to it. One in particular really stood out to me. She she was a woman that... uh, she had cancer in her legs and she, her vehicle was hard to forget because she had a bag over the one window. Well, a few months ago, I found her again in a parking lot and we got I got to pray for her again, like we did at the car wash. It was just amazing because God works in the weirdest ways. He we may not think it's a blessing to see other people again, but we got to bless her twice in one year. So it was just, it was a good thing that happened.
0: Sam, I knew you when you were in diapers. And look at you here giving a testimony of how you're loving people in Jesus' name. Isn't that a great testimony this morning, guys? Who else? Who else? If you want to share, you can hold that thought because we're going to go back into some worship here in just a moment. We're going to give you another chance to share a little bit later during the service. But here, here's what I'd like to do. We're going to do Living Hope, right? Okay. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do Living Hope. Can we do that? Don't start till I tell you to start. Right. Okay. Just kidding. That's good. Um, this is so important for us to think about. When Peter uses those, that phrase and talks about the hope that we have in Christ, he uses the term Living Hope. And I don't know about you, but there's only so often that I can continue to do something without seeing any benefit or result. After a while, we become discouraged if we continue to do the same thing without any benefit or without any result. Try doing something for a long period of time and not getting any better. You know, try giving over and over again and not seeing any return in that. And what I'm trying to share with you is that part of what we're doing this morning is we're showing result. We're showing God's faithfulness. We're showing an attitude of gratitude that says, God, we don't just come to church. We don't just read a Bible. We don't just pray or sing a few songs. We also see results because you are not just a God of a book. You're a God who lives in our hearts. You're a God who walks with us each and every day. You are a God whose hope is not dead, a God whose hope is always alive, who is always giving, who is always loving, and who is always saving, amen? That's why we do what we do this morning, and that's why these testimonies are so powerful. Would you stand with us as we begin to sing, and we just want to give honor to God this morning and thank him that he's not dead, that he's alive, and our hope will never fail because our hope is in him. This morning, church, let's just praise him. Come on. Is he great? God, is great. I want to read for you a story out of the book of Acts before we talk about an opportunity for people to participate in water baptism. You may be seated again. In Acts chapter 8, there's a story of a man who came from Ethiopia all the way to Jerusalem to worship God. He was a eunuch and during that time, a eunuch was someone who worked as a slave or a servant to a royal family in a far country. They had no family, they had no spouse, they had no children, their role and their responsibility was to serve the the, the master that they served and that was their heritage. They would have no future family lineage or anything like that. They simply were called to serve. And if you know anything about the story of the book of Acts, you know that it was in Acts during the time of Passover that the Holy Spirit came. As they were in the upper room, they prayed. The Holy Spirit came and came upon all those who were believing. And what you see in the book of Acts is the expression of the Holy Spirit demonstrated in the hearts of those in Jerusalem, in the hearts of the region of Judea, in the hearts of those in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And that's Acts. That is Acts 1-8, when God says, My spirit is going to come, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Basically saying God's presence and his spirit is made available for all who choose to believe, regardless of their race, color, creed, or background. So this Ethiopian in Acts chapter 8 is on his way home from Jerusalem. In verse 26 of Acts chapter 8, it says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. This is a man who traveled over 500 miles to Jerusalem and was not a follower of Jesus but he did follow the God of the Old Testament and he was searching. In verse 29, the Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless somebody explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and to sit with him. What was he reading? A lot of people believe he was reading from Isaiah chapter 56, and I want to read that for you this morning very briefly. In Isaiah 56, beginning in verse 3, the promise of salvation to others says, let no foreigner who has bound himself to the Lord say, the Lord will surely exclude me from his people. And let not any Ethiop, Ethiop and let not any eunuch complain. I am only a dry tree. For this is what the Lord says. To the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose what pleases me and hold fast to my covenant, so them I will give within my temple and its walls a memorial and a name better than sons and better than daughters. I will give them an everlasting name, one that will never be cut off. So the scriptures say in Isaiah chapter, in Acts chapter 8 that he's inviting the eunuch to explain it to him. I'm sorry. The eunuch is inviting Philip to explain it to him. And I want to read on to say this is what Philip says. Verse in chapter eight. Verse 31. How can I, he said, unless somebody explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. Verse 34. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture, and he told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again. But he went on rejoicing. He went on rejoicing. God has a promise to each one of us and the promise holds fast whether you're a Jerusalem Jew or whether you're born in the United States doesn't matter what area of the world you're from or what your background is the Holy Spirit's available to each one of us and when we ask Christ into our hearts and we trust him as our Lord and Savior and the Spirit inhabits us the next step is to choose to be water baptized and by being water baptized it doesn't mean that we're saved it doesn't mean it saves us it means we identify we identify with the death of Jesus, by dying to ourselves, being washed of our sin, through the washing of the water, the Spirit washes us, and being raised to new life by the power of God's Spirit. And that's what water baptism shows us, that we identify with the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's not our work that saves us, it's the work of Jesus that we put our faith in. So I'm going to give you an opportunity this morning. If you're here today and you've never been water baptized and you're a follower of Christ, you have an opportunity today to go public with your faith and to say, today's the day I'm going to do that. And Pastor Brian's going to be up here and he's just going to stand up here as we continue. And I'm going to invite you right now. If there's anybody here that says, you know what? I, I've never made that decision and I've never done it. Today is the day I'm going to do that. If you're here today, would you come and join us? And we're going to do a baptism service with you right now. Is there anybody here that would want to do that? Brian's going to stay right here and we're going to continue to keep this time open because we're going to share again and give you opportunity to come and share in thankfulness of what God has been doing in your life and for those things around you. And as we continue to share, if God's tugging on your heart right now and the Spirit's saying, you know, it's the next step for you out of obedience, then come talk to pastor Brian and we're still going to have the baptism time. But right now we're going to continue to share So if you're here today and you would like to come and just give public testimony for what God has been doing, come either to Pastor Rob or myself and come share at this point.
14: Hi, my name is Thaisa, and um, two weeks ago, my husband and I were able to go celebrate our 33rd year of marriage, and... We got to go down to Florida, and we said, oh, let's go to the beach. But the beach was, it was like 50 degrees. It was very cold. We couldn't enjoy the beach. So it's interesting how God changes your plans to reach somebody. And so we decided to do Disney. Sorry, Lana. <laughs> and um, so we were going back. Uh, we were on the monorail. We forgot to go on the trans to the transfer so we're riding we did like this extra trip we get off at the transfer we go into disney we're coming back we can't go back on the monorail so we decide to go on the boat and if anybody has been to disney you understand so it's a mob of people because it's at the end and there's one seat and i am a breast cancer survivor and um Thank you, Jesus, for that. So I sit down next to this lady. There's one. There's hardly anywhere to sit. And I sit next to this lady, and we start up a conversation. And um, we're both complaining about our feet, but my feet were very affected by um, the treatment I had. I have neuropathy. So I have to rest a lot. And here she had the identical breast cancer that I had. And we got to share, and you know, I told her my testimony, how God healed me, and here she was a rabbi, and how cool is that? And she's like, I don't know. She goes, I have so much pain. I don't know if I should go back into the ministry, basically. But she goes, I was a good rabbi. And I go, I bet you were, and are, and you still are. And so I could, you know, minister to this woman, and God take, you know, will move you so much. You think, oh, the weather's so bad, this and this. So then my husband and I, we decide to go to this other hotel for a brunch. And we get to our waiter, we get, and I always ask, how's your day going? I'll be in the store, um, the cashier, everybody. I always just say, how's your day going today? And you would not believe how many times conversation starts like that. And people will share things, and you get to pray with them. And um, so we're in this, and there's hardly anybody left. It's at the end of the brunch. And we, this waiter starts talking to me, to us, what's your secret of being married for 33 years? And my husband says, God. And here he is a Muslim. And we start talking about Jesus. And he says, you know, Jesus is in the Bible. And we said, yes. He is, and I said, my name, which is an odd name, Taisa, I never knew what it meant until recent years from an Iranian man. And he said, Isa means Jesus, and taisa means until Jesus. And I, it's like the coolest thing in the world. I never knew my whole life. So I explained to him what my, na- my name ma- meant, and he said, we believe Jesus is coming back struck me. I don't know if I ever heard that before. And it's just like, I just want to tell everybody, Jesus is coming back. This man had to remind me that Jesus is coming back again. He goes, we really believe that. And I just, it was just a wonderful trip to be able to share with people. And I just want to encourage you. Just say, how are you doing today? And it's amazing what God will do. Thank you.
0: I'll say one thing as we're waiting, though, and this is a practical thing. You know, sometimes when people are part of our worship ministry, people in the seats that come, guests or people that have been here for a while, make assumptions that we don't need any more help or we have enough people. Uh, And that hasn't been the case in some of the areas. We've been without a drummer for a long time with my son going. uh, And then Ryan's one of our one of our drummers. But we've had these gaps. And if you've noticed, we've had drummers in and out. And it's good to bring guests in. um, But, you know, it's, it's different. It's better when they come from within the church because they're part of the fellowship and they're part of the body. Um, I just want to say thanks to God that he hasn't just brought somebody in, but he's brought somebody who's one of our students. So I want to say, God, thank you for Amadeo Caligari for being willing to fill in and to learn and to use your gift. Thank you for taking a shot. You had to jump. And thank you, Pastor Matt, for teaching him and singing really loud. And I could hear you through the wall in my office all the time while you were playing and practicing on Tuesdays or Thursdays, whenever you guys were doing in the afternoon. But thank you for being willing to take that step. It's a testimony of how God uses those who are willing and open. So I want to say thanks for that. Anybody else want to come and share this
15: morning? I joke in my circles of friends that I'm hashtag old mom because I'm 51 and I'm still parenting young children um, but the last year or year and a half or so the Lord has um, reminded me both of the importance of legacy and heritage and um, you know being grateful for where we've come from But I want to publicly thank the Lord for my adult children in particular. Um, They've all had a rough couple years individually going through some hard stuff that are really part and parcel of becoming adults. Um, Some of it was, you know, extra hard stuff, not regular stuff. Um, But I want to thank the Lord that um, he gave me such a wide age span of kids uh, for two reasons. First of all, because it gives me hope that, The little ones that I'm still parenting are going to get there, Um, but also because it gives me the opportunity to see um, kind of the full life cycle, so to speak. Um, Watching my adult children grab a hold of their faith and make it their own, Um, watching them turn to him and turn to family for their support and their grounding and their um, base and their anchor um, gives me when I would be normally very exhausted and tired by, I mean, most of you know who Brenna is. She's a pretty big personality, and <laughs> it can be kind of tiring when you're 51. <laughs> um, but it gives, me, it gives me hope, and it gives me um, kind of like that shot in the arm that, you know, my adult children made it through, and they're okay, and if I feel like I'm screwing my little ones up, I can look at my adult kids and say, you know, I screwed them up too, and they're doing okay now, and I mean, that sounds funny to say, but it's, it just keeps me humble, and it keeps me, um, it keeps me turning back to him. Um, my favorite verse in the Bible is Lamentations 3, 22, and 23. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness, and my, I'm so thankful for my older children who Live that out for me, in in front of me. Show me how that plays out. It's new every morning. They forgive me every day, and I can move forward and hopefully not screw the little ones up too much.
12: A year ago, I, I took a new job. I um, admit I didn't really want it because uh, I knew it was going to be really hard. But I felt like it was what I was supposed to do and where I was supposed to be. Uh, so I'd been kind of, you know, struggling my way through it. Uh, and then a, f- a couple months ago, an opportunity came up. A guy at work recommended me for, for this other position, and I thought, well, maybe, maybe this is my escape hatch. This is my my way out of it. Uh, so I took the weekend to, to think about it and, and pray about it. I told God, if you know, if this is if this is an opportunity for me to do something different, that's great. You know, let everything work out. But if it's not, make it obvious to me. Close the doors so that I'm not going down a path and doing something that I'm going to put myself somewhere where, where you're not placing me to be. Uh, so I, I came in on Monday morning. I looked at the the job posting again. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it. So I got my resume together, went back online to uh, to click apply. And it was gone. And so I thought, well, there, there's my answer. There's a, you know, easy decision made. I, you know, it's not, the job doesn't even exist. It's not even posted anymore. And I kind of forgot all about it, kept going, going about my business. And then uh, last week, I was talking to the guy who had referred me, and I hadn't seen him in a while. It's like, oh, you should be so glad you did not get that job. It is a complete mess. We don't even know if the position is still going to exist. Uh, and so I was so grateful, you know, a lot of times where it's easy to be grateful for the doors that he does open. Um, but in that case, I was grateful for the door that he closed, knowing that that wasn't going to be where I belonged, and he stopped it before I could even take that step. That's great. Yeah,
16: awesome. Excellent. <laughs>
0: one or two more? One or two more, anyone? oh Is that okay? Uh, uh,
17: The past year and a half has been uh, bananas for me. Um, I found what I thought was my dream job, uh, got engaged, lost that dream job, um, tried some other jobs, got married, bought a house, um, dealt with some health issues that are still trying to be figured out, and it was really easy for me to become discouraged. Um, those are trivial things, I think, in a vacuum, but when they all come together, um, it, it's a pain. It's frustrating. It's disheartening. And uh, I sometimes begin to doubt, you know, my plan that God has for me, because I know what it is, but I, I feel like I'm perpetually stuck in the hallway waiting for him to open that door. I was, uh, I was in the hospital for a weekend and, uh, was very bored. If you know anything about me, I get bored very easily. So sitting and doing nothing is really difficult, but I was sort of reflecting on my life and reflecting, um, on a time when I was, uh, teaching kids, uh, about, about Jesus. And, um, I would, um, I would read to them uh, in Romans that you know, for I am convinced that neither height nor depths nor angels nor demons nor basically nothing can separate us from the God um, in heaven that loves us and that, that through Jesus and I would I had this Veggie Tales translation of the Bible and in it it said um, it, it's mightier than Larry Boy and I would read that and I would always think that's really funny and uh, if you know anything about Larry Boy he's a terrible superhero. Uh, he, he messes up all the time. He just doesn't get it right. But, you know, in spite of his flaws, in spite of my flaws, um, I'm thankful that God can continue to use me, but also more importantly that God puts me where he wants me. Um, I was kind of without a church for a while, and then I needed a wedding officiant. And I asked Paul, and um, because my mother-in-law um, goes here, and he said, well, I have to think about it. Uh, he wasn't super convinced at first, um, but that's because he wanted to know us, and we spent time getting to know him, and now I'm here, and, um, although I'm still in the midst of trying to figure out what's going on with my life, um, there is a constant, which is Jesus, but there's also a constant, which is, um, a church family, uh, that when I go into the hospital, people that knew about it reached out and said, are you okay, um, and without those things, without God placing me where in spite of me feeling like I'm in the wilderness, um, he has me exactly where I need to be. And I am incredibly thankful and grateful, even though it's frustrating at times, that I know that this is just the beginning. And I, and I, I just, it means the world to know that, that I'm on the right path, at least. Amen.
0: We love you, Andrew. And not just because your guitar effects board is named after me, but because we love you.
18: Hi, my name is Robin. um, And 2019 brought my son, Um, which after three girls, I didn't think I was going to have a boy. My husband even said, that's not what we do. (laughs) Uh, We do do girls. I figured them out. And I had to remind him that at the time we didn't have a teenager and he hadn't figured anything out just yet. (laughs) Um, but it's not just being a mom of four, which um, is a little bit nuts. Um, I'm also a full-time working mom of four, um, and the job that I have, the two staff people that reported to me are gone, so, but the work is still there, so I have the work of three people. And then you add my husband's travel on top of that. He's gone um, for two weeks of every month. He's a pilot. And people ask me all the time, how do you do that? And I always say, I don't know. <laughs> I just do. Um, but this summer was particularly challenging. I've heard a lot of people talk about things like cancer. Well, it's nothing like that. It was more just one thing after another with unplanned trips. Um, my grandmother passed away, which meant a 17-hour drive to St. Louis with four kids. And then three days later, do it again to come home. Um, and we moved. And then um, I would I realized what I was doing was just... I have to get through these two weeks while he's gone, and when he comes back, I can breathe again. Um, But then, three days before we closed on our house, he called and said, I'm not coming home tomorrow like we planned, and I don't know when I'm coming home next. And, uh, what? (laughs) What do you mean you're not coming home? And it's a long story about why he wasn't able to come home on schedule, but it was three days before we closed on our house, I can't do that without him. I need him there for that. And I stood in the parking lot of my office after I'd hung up the phone and I said, What are you doing? Just what are you doing to me? And I realized that what he was doing was saying, No, you can't do all this. You can't. So stop trying. Stop trying. Turn around. Lean on me. And so now when people say, How do you do that? Instead of I don't know, I say a whole lot of prayer, a whole lot because that's how I do it. That's how I do it. He left yesterday for Bahrain or Hong Kong, I don't even know. But in two weeks when he's back, I'll still have it all together because I'm not doing it by myself. I'm doing it with God with me and through him I can do anything. And it's because he surrounds me in ways I never expected, that I can stand up, that I can bake five kinds of cookies yesterday. That I can mother four kids, that I can prepare that whole dang Thanksgiving meal by myself, except for the turkey, and that I can do all of that when he's gone. And when he's home, it's just that much better. So I'm thankful that God showed me what I
10: made of, and what I made of is little bits of him. Um, I was here first service, and the testimonies were great, so don't be afraid to come up and share that. But the one that impacted me the most was my husband. Um, he's been going through a lot of medical issues this year, and he said that God walked him through it, and he's thankful for that. But then he has another issue coming up and um, has to have a biopsy this week. And And he said he knows that God's going to get him through that too. And it made me feel really good because I didn't tell him to come up. He came up on his own, and it was really... Great to see that that he trusts God for the healing that He's going to provide. But the best part about that was I was out putting cookies out in the um, lobby for baptism, and when I came, I heard somebody say, I heard Pastor Paul say, "Let's pray for Chuck." And when I came back in, um, he was up here, and everybody was around him, and the light just happened to shine right on his face. And I was standing back there, and I was listening to everybody pray for him. And I know that him and I are walking through this, and our family. But to see that people here care enough to come up and pray for him and their concern for his his health and his safety and getting through it and having God walk with him but then having our church family to walk with him too is so encouraging to me and I just wanted to thank everyone um, for that because without you guys um, it's really hard to get through these things so um, when you share up here you might not think that people um, it's impacting people but it really is so keep doing that I'm thankful. See
0: how easy that was? Come on up, share your testimony. We'll hold the mic for you. If you go too long, we'll even tell you to sit down so you don't have to worry about it. Just kidding. Come on up, come on up. Have a seat. Good.
19: Hello, my name's Kenny Habsha. Some of you might know me and my wife, um, we had a baby this year, so obviously that's been an incredible year, but one of the things that went on behind the scenes that um, really changed our life for the better is, uh, you know, we've almost overlooked, is that my wife uh, suffered from chronic fatigue syndrome, which, I mean, there were mornings she couldn't get out of bed, there was plans would change every night, be like, you know, what do we have to do tomorrow that she's going to be able to survive, and she's seven, eight months pregnant, and she can't even get out of bed till 11 a.m. some mornings you know like what are we gonna do when the baby cries at five in the morning uh she doesn't get eight hours of sleep Uh, you know she's she's a wreck the next day what are we gonna do if the baby's waking up every two hours it was scary and we've been through tons of you know doctors and and there's no medicine you can take and for people that go through this it just just kind of stinks and People start to question you, like, "Is it in your head?" And it, it, it's just a sad thing. But we had this baby, and and through the excitement and the chaos and the love of having this baby, like, well, nothing has like gone wrong. And I don't know if there was a chemical imbalance in her before that has changed through giving birth, or I mean, it's God. It's it's what it is, and it's a wonderful thing, and you. We, we forget how bad it was because we're so happy now, but at this time, you know, it's it's good to look back and realize how great God is, and it's really special, and, you know, thanks for all your prayers, and for you people going through stuff like this, you know, it it can get better. It can just, you know, a, a switch can flip, so, you know, keep praying. We'll pray with you, and uh, praise God. It's been a wonderful year. Thanks. Great.
20: Hello, my name is Sarah. So I'm kind of new here. I've only been here like probably five times. But um, yeah, this has been like the craziest year of my life. Um, but in the midst of the crazy, I actually do thank God because what the Lord showed me was that in the midst of the crazy, it altered my view of him because I had been under some teaching that wasn't theologically sound. Um, just a teaching that like Life is supposed to be perfect. Like we're kings and queens of the Lord Most High, prosperity. Um, so the Lord had delivered me out of that recently, a few months ago, and He helped me to see that the teaching I was under actually warped my view of Him. Thinking, "Oh, like I'm suffering. Like, did I not tithe enough, or did I like not give enough? Just like stuff that doesn't make sense because the body of Christ is going to suffer. Jesus promises it. Um, he tells us that we are going to have to bear our cross." Um, so the Lord just took me back to the foundations of him. So that's, like, the, mo- the thing that I'm most grateful for this year. And he also, like, led me to give me a heart for what he cares about, which is the nations and missions, things I never thought I would do. I always thought I was just going to stay here and, like, share the gospel. So I was like, no, campus ministry is my calling. But he recently called me out of that and is taking me to the nation. So that's what I'm most, most thankful for.
16: Amen. Amen
11: great. Amen. My name is Kent Garthy and you've probably seen me around here but I've been here for about 40 years from the other church. But anyway I thank the Lord that I'm here today because this time last year I could not come. I had just spent 31 days in a hospital and that for me that's unusual because I haven't been in a hospital since I was six years old. And they took me in, and it was emergency operation, and I'm also a heart patient, so they couldn't operate for 14 days. So anyway, everything was there, and when I came out of the hospital, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't walk, nothing worked, and they took me out of the hospital in a wheelchair. But anyway, through that time, I said to myself, I want to go to church on Christmas Sunday. And I made it a goal in my life through the physical rehabilitation. I got here on Christmas Eve, and I was here on Christmas Sunday. And the thing about the whole operation and everything, the doctor came in the room and he said to me, he says, I got good news for you. He said, there was no cancer. We couldn't find any. And he said, that's unusual. And so we thank the Lord for all this, because uh, this isn't me. I was a person who was around all the time. And everything has come back except my voice. And why the Lord didn't give me back my voice, I'm not too sure about that. Ask your wife. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it hasn't come back. And during that time, I had ministry at Paradise Manor. God supplied two of our young people to go up there and take care of that ministry for me. And we thank the Lord for that. So I'm just thankful that I'm here today. Amen. Amen. Ken.
0: How old are you, Ken? 84. 84 years old. 84 years old. We love you and we love your wife. Thank you for coming to share. Awesome. Thank you. That's a testimony. Who else? Well, we're going to have another opportunity to share in just a few moments after we spend some more time in worship and we get ready for our water baptism. But before we move into our next time of our our, our worship, I want to share a testimony that I didn't share in the first service. But I want to just share that this morning because um, it affected me this past year. Um, In December of last year, my mom and dad celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. And uh, the beginning of December, they came here and we had a big party for them. We had family from all over the country come uh, to this area and they celebrated with my mom and dad. And uh, it was a great time to celebrate how many people have a 50th anniversary. It's a beautiful thing. My sister and I made it happen and our families, my wife and, and her husband, and we put it all together and it really worked out great. What we didn't realize and we found out the week after, though my parents found out the week before the party, was that my mom was diagnosed with stomach cancer a week before the 50th anniversary party. And she came to the party and they didn't tell us. And they went through the party and didn't tell anyone. Uh, So it was a week after the party that she said that she had stomach cancer and that she went to the doctor and that they were going to have to perform a surgery. So last year on Christmas Eve at 4.30 in the morning, I was up in a hospital in New Jersey as they got ready to diagnose or to, take, to go into surgery and to remove the cancer in my mom's stomach. The procedure took a few hours, came out of the hospital. The doctor came out and said that the tumor was the size of about a baseball in her stomach. And he had to remove half of her stomach to get all of the cancer out and all of the lymph nodes and everything that potentially could have been problematic. And he said, but it looked isolated. We have to go through tests and find out Um, how things have progressed. So my mom, I I can never tell you how old she is because she would kill me. Um, But I would just say she's a lot older than I am. Uh, She had me at a later time in her life. Um, Her recovery was miraculous. The doctor said she recovered faster than people 20 years younger than her. She's never had a radiation treatment. She's never had a chemotherapy treatment. And she just went back to the doctor last week and he said, you are still cancer free. Amazing. Amazing. And I want to thank God for that. I want to thank God for that. So thank you. I want to read a scripture as the team gets ready to sing. Let's be reminded of this. This is so awesome. First Peter chapter 1. Peter says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Would you stand with me as we continue to sing, being reminded of the fact that knowing Christ is not a hope-so faith, it's a no so faith. It's not a hope-so faith that we just think he's there, we know he's there, and his mercies are new every morning. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We're going to continue, and we're going to get ready to invite people to be a part of our water baptism. So if you're here this morning and you're participating in our water baptism, would you join Pastor Brian right over here? And he's going to usher you around the back, going to head on back there. We've got some people that are going to be water baptized, and and as they're going... And they're preparing, and you can send them back, Pastor Brian, and get them ready. He's going to come back here. I'm going to give an opportunity for anyone else here that has not been water baptized, but is a believer and follower of Christ. And I want to give you an example of why we do this. There's a story in the book of Acts, chapter 8. In Acts, chapter 8, if you're familiar at all with the book of Acts, you know that the book of Acts is significant in that it is when the Holy Spirit came to the people of Jerusalem. It's when he visited came and filled the hearts of all who believed in the upper room with 120 that were praying. And it was God's way of showing that though Jesus ascended back to heaven, the spirit of God, the spirit of God now dwelled in all who believed. And it didn't matter if they were in Jerusalem or Judea or Samaria or the ends of the earth. It didn't matter if they were in their hometown or in their region or in the whole nation of Israel or the entire world, the Holy Spirit was available to everyone who believed everyone who believed. That was a message that was unheard of before then. And there's a story in Acts chapter 8 of a man. They call him the Ethiopian eunuch who went to Jerusalem during Passover to participate in the Passover with the Jewish people. And he was a eunuch that sat under an official in Ethiopia, the queen. Her name was Candace, we see in the scripture. And this is significant because he traveled over 500 miles from where he was to Jerusalem. He traveled in faith because there was a promise that God made to the eunuchs in Isaiah. A promise that God made that was a a promise to the eunuchs, and I want to read that to you. In Isaiah chapter 56, God says this to the prophet Isaiah. He says, Let no foreigner who has bound himself to the Lord say, The Lord will surely exclude me from his people, and let not any eunuch complain. I am only a dry tree for this is what the Lord says to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath, who choose what pleases me and hold fast to my covenant to them. I will make within my temple and its walls, a memorial and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that will not be cut off. He's giving a promise to a man who gave his whole life in servitude to someone where he had no family, no spouse, no children, he'd have no heritage, but God made a promise to him, and he said, in the same way that Israel chooses to follow me, I will give them a heritage. To the eunuchs who have no sons and daughters and no family, I will give you a greater heritage. So he goes, and he worships, and the story picks up in Acts chapter 8, where Philip is encouraged to go meet with this man on the road, and it says this, In verse 26, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of Ethiopians. And on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me? I mean, you hear in this in this passage a man who is hungry to know God. And Philip says, do you even know what you're reading? And he says, how can I understand it unless someone tells me what it means? I can only imagine him being in Jerusalem for all that time being a foreigner and no one giving him any courtesy of explaining anything. And yet God calls Philip up to him. The eunuch was reading a passage of scripture from Isaiah. And then in verse 34, the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? Then Philip began with this very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, Here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. God looks for those that are looking for him. God meets us right where we are and he promises a heritage of life for those that are hungry for him. And if you're here this morning and you've never gotten in the tank to associate yourself publicly with the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, can I tell you that same promise and that same invitation applies to you like it applied to the eunuch. He didn't say, why do I have to be baptized? He said, why shouldn't I be baptized? And that's a beautiful beautiful question. So if you're here this morning and you're a follower of Jesus and you've never made a decision to be water baptized, can I encourage you today? Maybe God's tugging on your heart right now. As they're back there getting ready to be baptized, we have we have a young boy getting ready to be baptized by his older brother, okay? This is going to be totally cool, right? We have a, a lady who's getting back ready to be baptized, and then we have a niece that's getting ready to be baptized by her aunt this morning. This is really awesome stuff, guys. This is really awesome. Aren't you encouraged by that? If you're here today, if you're here today and you've not been water baptized, I want to encourage you right now. There's Pastor Rob right there. Follow the beard and he'll show you what you need. He's got the t-shirts and the shorts and everything that you need to make it happen. Would you take a moment right now, let's just bow our heads and let's just say, God, and if you're here right now, this is your invitation to go. God, I pray that you would just bless those that are being baptized today. Holy Spirit, if there's anybody here this morning that is being tugged on their heart to say, I'm gonna do this, and yet they're hesitant. God, would you just touch them and just remind them, remind them that your presence of your spirit in them gives them courage and boldness to take a stand publicly to say I'm a follower of Jesus and I'm taking another step closer to him for why shouldn't we have the ability to be baptized Lord you're worth it and you are a living hope God we love you in Jesus name we pray amen is there anybody here that would like to join them today anybody at all three two one anybody okay are we ready? Are you guys ready back there? Pastor Brian, are you ready back there? It's on. Guys, are we good? Two seconds. Okay. What are we going to do for two seconds? We're done now. Okay. Two seconds are over. Are we ready to go? Okay. Up first. Okay. Now, let me say this one thing before. Hi, don't get in here yet. Okay. You make a big wave. We've got to wait a minute. We want them to have the wave. Don't misread what I'm saying. This is a party, guys. This is a celebration, okay? We are going to cheer on people that are making the declaration this morning to say, I am on God's team, and I want the world to know the inward transformation. And I'm declaring it today by being water baptized. Up first is uh, being baptized by his older brother, Amadeo. Would you welcome Alex Caligari?
21: Yes. All right. Why do you want to be baptized today?
10: Because uh, the Lord told me it was time and I was waiting for the right time to do this. All right.
21: It's the right time today, right? Yes.
10: And right. if the pilgrims didn't came here, it wouldn't have been here for today. We want not have freedom to worship God.
21: All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to let Big Brother baptize you today, okay? All right. What do you got about me? All right. Before I do, I just want to say a little bit, a
12: tidbit. I won't take up much of your time. But anyway. It was like ten, no, seven years ago when I was baptized, like in this tub, right here. And, well, I guess there's some nostalgia for you, uh, but dang, it—it it feels pretty awesome to be to be baptizing this dude right
21: here. Feels pretty awesome. That's all. I'm uh, I'm here with Lisa. Uh, Lisa, um, you chose to be baptized today. Why did you want to be baptized
22: today? Um, well, I, I always knew Jesus, and I had been attending. I actually was baptized as an infant, um, and the church that I had been attending was saying that was sufficient. But as I grew in my knowledge and in the word, I realized that wasn't the case, because you get baptized after salvation. So I came to make this decision. It, it was when I started to attend this church, and the explore class that I realized it, it's something that I needed to do. Cool, awesome. awesome. All
16: right. <laughs> All right. Staying in,
21: uh, in the tangle. This here, uh, Lisa. So, um, Lydia, why, uh, why did you decide to get baptized today?
9: Um. So I also was baptized as an infant in my church, um, and it wasn't until. And, I, you know, I always thought, like, oh, I've been baptized already. It's fine. It's fine. And then it was actually when I took the Explore class, um, it just kind of clicked. And I I, my, I, felt my heart beating really fast. And I was like, I want to get baptized. Can I do that? Am I allowed to do that? <laughs> like, because um, I never took the step on my own in my faith. And actually, it's funny, because I asked if my Aunt Lisa could baptize me, and she was like, I haven't been baptized yet <laughs> either. Uh-huh. I should get baptized too. And so, um, and I, 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 it's cheesy, but like I, I love Jesus so much. And, <laughs> and I, the more I've sought him, the more he's been so close to me and the more he's revealed himself to me. And no matter what's going on in my life, I know he's so close to me and I can, Trust him with any anything.
22: That's why. Yeah. I
10: want to share something really oh. quick.
22: Oh, Yeah, I have the beautiful honor of watching Lydia grow as an infant from the hospital um, to a vivacious, charming, creative yeah. young lady to a mature woman of faith, full of God's glory and magnificence. And there's a scripture that I want to share with you, Lydia, and I hope that you write it onto your heart, and that's Psalm 138-8 that the Lord will fulfill his purpose in you.
0: Thank you. How has God been faithful? What would you like to thank him for publicly in 2019? Come on up and you can share.
2: Hello all. Um, last year I... St- what's your name? Oh. <laughs> David Princely. <Lee. laughs> last year I stood here and um, I had a different testimony. I didn't have a job. I lost my job um, couple of months ago and I was still searching for it but this year um, I'd like to tell you that God was faithful all through this year and he's blessed me with a job that was much better much closer like my engine even doesn't heat up by the time I reach my work (laughs) yeah and I drive pretty fast Pastor Paul knows that (laughs) yeah and this year has been awesome. Uh, my mom was not well. God healed her, and she's doing much better now. And this uh, seat here, they're all a testimony to me. My uncle was uh, ordained as a bishop in Florida. I was able to go there. My sister is getting married, uh, cousin-sister. My daughter is coming off of her five-year um, allergy medicine medication this year. So it's—it's uh, it's, God has been good to us, and God is faithful. He kept His promise. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he didn't leave us nor forsake us. And uh, he's made everything better for us. We praise God for that. Thank you. you.
0: And and that is true. He does drive very fast. So come on up.
21: Hi, everyone. My name is Cooper. Uh, I've only been coming to this church for a few months now. But uh, my wonderful wife, Erica, and I were brought here by uh, Lisa, who just got baptized. And um, in the past year or so, uh, I've found a lot more value in faith. And I've been looking out and finding God speaking to me more and more the more I search for it. And um, he's given me a lot of challenges this year. Nothing really negative, but just things I hadn't had any point of reference on. And he's really helped me through those things. Um, Gosh, I had something. Oh, right. That's it. And he's also blessing us with a child this year.
0: <laughs> Congratulations. Hey, guys, do you have a due date? June what? June 9th. June 9th. All right. June 9th. Send all gifts to the church and we'll send them on to you guys. I'm just kidding. No, come on. Up.
22: Judy and uh, I have a testimony on Monday night I had a car accident on the way to um, Bible study there was an empty manhole cover on the road in the dark and I went over it and um, I'm just thanking God that we weren't really hurt badly from that and I also have another thanks to give them um, over Thanksgiving there were a lot of things going wrong I sat down to the table and I wasn't feeling especially thankful but the Holy Spirit put worship in my heart and I started worshiping Jesus And I'm just thankful for the Holy Spirit, the way that he gives you a song or lifts you up. And so I thank Jesus for that. Amen.
0: Thanks, Judy. That's great. Anyone else? We're just going to take a few more. Just a few more. Thank you all for being so polite. Let the pregnant lady go first, right?
16: Her.
5: America I'm
23: Cooper's wife and he beat me up here I didn't know he was gonna come up. so <laughs> but um, it's just been a particularly um, challenging year uh, for both of us but for me um, I did lose my job and I'm about to lose the one I have now so um, things are supposed to be really um, uncertain and while well, things have been really devastating we're just having a hard time feeling that way about it because we're so happy about things. And um, I don't know, to any any person who goes through life without having that joy or that spirit or that sense of hope in them would be sort of given to that kind of heartbreak or that kind of um, devastation or, or hopelessness. And we're just, that hasn't been the case for us. And I couldn't be more thankful for that and for my great husband. And this great church that we just started attending, it's just been... So fantastic. So thank you to God and everybody here. Um, thank you so much.
15: Hi, my name is Priscilla Wharton. I'm a visitor today. And the reason I'm here is for a DJ and Tracy and their two children that were dedicated. And I just want to say that living not so close to here, I'm so thankful that they are part of a Bible-believing church, that they will grow in the love and the grace of the Lord. So I'm thankful most for that today.
24: My, my name is Sasam from Nigeria, a city Citizen, And uh, I came here on vacation to spend uh, a few months with my son who is uh, here uh, sometimes when I came for the first time I got to this church uh, after the service I reported to the pastor when he said if anybody has uh, uh, anything to be prayed for," I came forward said I have pains in my leg he bade some uh, uh, men of God to run me and pray for me and uh, as I believe, the Bible said the prayer of the righteous, the fervent prayer of the righteous, availed much. And uh, after a lot of uh, pains all along, I still cling to that faith that I am healed. And uh, just a few uh, days ago, I discovered the pain is away. And uh, uh, based on the faith uh, I had to, I thank God the miracle happened right here in this your church. Praise the Lord.
8: Hi, everyone. I'm Summer Hondris, and there's two things I want to talk about. Um, so the first thing I want to thank God for is family. And I just wanted to talk about my dad for a second because I have gone through the busiest season of my life. Um, the last couple months, and no matter what, he's always been there to give me a ride, or to just, like, be in the car with me when I'm super moody and tired, and I know it hasn't been fun for him, and sometimes, like, at youth group, I just, um, I take a couple extra hours to stay here and have fun, talk to people, and a lot of people here know him as my Uber driver, because he's constantly waiting for me, and constantly driving me, um, Pastor Paul definitely knows, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the second thing I want to talk about is just, um, I'm so thankful for this church and I'm going to try not to cry. (laughs) Um, just everybody here has been, um, so helpful through my life and such a blessing. And, um, I have so many good best friends here and I just, I love the worship team. I love this church. I love the people running it. And I'm just so thankful for this church and just like looking around during worship and seeing everybody jumping and or like just like putting their hands up or even just closing their eyes or smiling. Like it just, it's so much to see everybody glorifying the Lord. And I just love how full everybody's hearts are here. So, yeah.
0: Phil, Phil, just, just to clarify this, Heather was pregnant with Summer when you guys first came to the church before we came together. Is that right? Did I get, that's right. She was pregnant with her, right? After the first week you attended, here came summer, right? And you are of sunshine to everybody. Isn't it great to see Scripture says, 22.6, Proverbs, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they depart, when they grow old, they won't depart from it. So thank you for giving that testimony. Hi,
4: my name is Jennifer Martinelli. Um, I have two things I wanted to say. Um, one, my... Um my parents moved in with us um, a handful of months ago, which was tough in some ways, and it's been a challenging year. And during that time, my father was diagnosed with um, throat cancer, which made it just a little more trying. Um, It just felt really heavy during that time that they were with us. Um, Even though I was happy my parents were with us, it was very heavy, but I kept uh, just re- like praying about it and being reminded that um, I don't have to figure it out. I feel like I always have to have everything figured out and be in control of everything. You know that. And um, I just had to keep praying that you have a better plan for this. I don't have to know it, but if I just keep walking through it, you'll you'll figure out where my parents need to be. You'll figure out things with my father's health, and he has, and my father is... Um, Is cancer free and I'm just so thankful for God for healing him and walking him through that Um, and the second thing is um, today was just a hectic day and coming in I think all of us know sometimes after the holidays it can be really hectic and coming in um, and trying to get back on schedule and I was feeling a little like just disconnected and like lost Um, and then hearing everyone's praise um, I just felt like the Holy Spirit was putting it on me of like shush about all the nonsense Um, I was reminded that three years ago this time My husband and I were going through such a challenging time, and we were not in a very good place in our lives with each other. And as we came here, um, I remember Christmas season being so hard and putting on a face of, like, everything's okay, but it was one of the most devastating seasons in our life. And in this mist of just being busy today and rushing in and getting on time, I felt like the Holy Spirit was putting it upon me, saying, It's December 1st, and three years ago today, it was so hard, but today you and your husband are married. He's on stage playing worship, and your children are here. And um, put that stuff aside and be thankful for the journey I've brought you through. And I'm not done yet. So I just want to encourage anyone who's going through a hard time to remember that God is in control, and He will be with you, and He will take you through the hard time. Amen. So.
1: Good morning, my name is Vivian. I have like two years and a half coming to Bridge Community. Um, Last year I took the decision to move to my country for four months. That was a decision that I asked God to put in my way because my dad had a car accident that year. So my dad was, he's 77. So I was like, okay, go to my country back again I did my family in the United States. So for me, it was hard going back and, and taking my kids, my husband, not his country. So I was there for four months. I was struggling, looking for work. My husband looking. Four months of here and there and challenge. I find a job, but it was not enough to support my family. My husband couldn't find a job. So in December, the first, like left. After Thanksgiving, we took the decision to come back again. We came back on December 4 last year. This is going to be our first year again back in the United States. Um, this year, I'm very thankful because when we came back two months, we had to live with my sister. We had My sister helped me, we lived with her. Sleeping in her living room for that two months up to my husband and me got, again, money to get our apartment. So I want to be thankful because this year I had my apartment. Um, I had a good job. Um, Our next step is we praying. Yesterday we went to apply for our mortgage because our goal is to have our own house. So um, I never had lose my faith every day, the decisions that I take. Um, I told God, please, if this is your decision, just um, help me or just um, show me the way to walk with you. So um, in summer, I did mission Lansdale. It was a great opportunity um, to be a missioner and know people and feel um, that, I was not the only one struggling I have like two months with depression medications but I know that in that mission I knew that people was worse than me in this depression that I have right now I know my kids and my husband and the people who's around me support me so I know not the medications is the only one is helping me I know that every day that I Pray to God and tell him to help me. He always there for me. So I'm very thankful that he has been hand by hand with me and helping me with everything. So um, I thank the church for the testimonies because every testimony that everybody comes in front of the stage and tells the testimony, it helps me a lot. It makes me like a better person. It makes me feel that my problems are less than that people who stand in there. So I'm very thankful for Pastor Paul and all the um, pastors in the church that help us like to see that we not alone, that we have the support of the, the church and we have the support of God. So I'm very thankful for all the friends that have been made in the church.
0: Okay, Annette's going to be our last one today. So I'm sorry, Annette, show your name. Annette. Thank you.
25: Good um, afternoon. Um, I'm near here to the church, but I just want to give a shout out to Jesus. This past year, he's been so, so incredibly faithful to me. Um, recently went through a divorce, and a couple weeks after that, I had an incredibly hard situation um, with my daughter. Beginning of the summer, and about that time, I started coming here and every single Sunday I just felt the presence of Jesus and it just touched me in such big ways and different other ladies have just surrounded me prayed with me and it's been incredible and anyways in September my mom's cancer came back and um, they only give her a couple more months to live and with everything that I was facing this summer with my daughter when that happened in September I was like Jesus I can't do this but he kept bringing to my Mind the verse, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And I have a beautiful plan and I have a beautiful purpose for you and your children. And this past weekend, their dad came in to visit, and it was a huge, heavy deal for me. Um, But on yesterday, I just felt Jesus say to me, When your life feels like dust, I create beautiful things out of dust, and I'm creating something beautiful for you and your children. So If you're here this morning and your life feels like dust, hold on to the promises of Jesus and know he creates beautiful things out of dust.
2: Amen.
0: So just to follow up what what Annette just said, the scriptures say he binds the brokenhearted and he returns beauty for ashes, right? That's what he does. We're going to be reminded this morning by sharing in communion that the brokenness that he gave for us on the cross is the key to make things beautiful. So we're going to ask if our ushers would come forward to distribute the elements. If you're here and you're a a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus, you don't need to be a member or a partner of our church. You just need to be a follower of Christ. We want to invite you to participate in the sharing of communion this morning as we take the bread and we take the cup
16: and we remember the goodness of God.